Hello, everyone. Welcome to this Peace Multicultural Services Rainbow Friendly Podcast. My name is Ben Hur, and with us is Tim from the Department of Health and Wellbeing at SA Health. Tim is here today as a member of the Rainbow Community to share the latest information on COVID-19, influenza, and monkeypox. Hi, Tim. Before we get into it, are there any interesting facts that you could summarise about vaccines that are relevant and reflect the diversity within the Rainbow Community? Hi, everyone. Yes, there are actually a number of studies now that have been conducted amongst the Rainbow Community. A lot of these have been done in America, and most of the participants tend to be cisgender gay males. So there is still a lot of work that needs to be done to get the data from this diverse community and other cultural communities as well. One particularly interesting study I found was from America, and they found that gay or lesbian adults reported a higher vaccination coverage overall than heterosexual adults. And among non-Hispanic black adults, vaccination coverage was lower among gay or lesbian women and bisexual women than among heterosexual women. So this is quite interesting because vaccination coverage is low among the non-Hispanic black LGBT persons across all categories of sexual orientation and gender identity. So it's quite interesting in America that those with a different cultural background tend to have lower rates. And that's quite similar here in Australia. We find that people of different communities have much lower rates than kind of your white Caucasian male or females. Very interestingly, transgender and non-binary adults were more confident in the COVID-19 vaccination protection, but not the safety, than adults who did not identify as transgender or non-binary. This is quite interesting. It appears in a lot of other studies that I've read that transgender persons are generally more confident and willing to get the vaccine than others. In Australia, there haven't been many studies, um, but there have been uh, about two studies that I could find on gay and bisexual men, and they actually have similar vaccine acceptance to the general population. Studies generally show that LGBTQIA plus people are hesitant to get vaccinated due to concerns around vaccine safety, um, the vaccine effectiveness, and their history of bad experiences with healthcare providers. Uh, so why, why do we need the COVID-19 vaccine? So the most important thing about the COVID-19 vaccines is they actually reduce our chances of getting really sick or going to hospital. And that's probably the most important thing because at the moment our hospitals are so busy mm-hmm. with people that are sick from COVID and the flu and lots of other diseases that getting the vaccine helps to reduce your chance of being in hospital. So it definitely uh, it seems like the important message is to protect um, ourselves from getting getting seriously sick. Yeah, absolutely. And also, um, if you get vaccinated, you should still do things like wear masks when you go out to mm-hmm. busy places, wash your hands frequently. Um, and if you get sick, um, get tested and stay home. So do our Rainbow community members still need to get vaccinated if they've, say, already caught COVID? Yes, absolutely. And that's a really good question. Uh, a lot of people have caught COVID now in South Australia, and some of them may have had all their vaccination, including their booster, or maybe only one or two doses. Um, And even though you get a little bit of immunity from catching COVID, that might go over time. So it's really important to top up that immunity with the vaccination. And at the moment, we recommend that if you've had COVID, you just wait for about three months after your infection um, to get your next dose. Um, And you should probably wait until you're fully recovered 
okay, and that can take a, a long time for some people. So if you're still feeling sick and you're due for your vaccine, make sure you speak to your doctor first. So uh, you mentioned um, that recovering from after getting COVID and there's talk about long COVID. Could you tell us a little bit about what long COVID is? So long COVID is when someone has symptoms of COVID infection that may last for many weeks or months after their initial infection. Um, And this is not always related to how bad their infection was. So even if they had a mild infection, they can still get long COVID. But it does tend to be that if you have a more severe infection, you have um, higher chances of getting long COVID symptoms. Um, At the moment, there's no real specific treatment for it, but you can go to your doctor Mm -hmm. and they may be able to refer you to a a specialist clinic in one of our hospitals. Um, There's lots and lots of different symptoms for long COVID and I can't go through them all now because there's just so many, but some of the common ones are things like getting short of breath when exercising, um, a persistent cough, um, being very tired all the time and having trouble concentrating. Um, People often have headaches and they can't sleep very well. And sometimes people have rashes on their arms and uh, aches and pains. There is actually some information available um, on the Commonwealth Department of Health website. Great. And this has actually been translated to lots of different languages. Great. And how do the vaccines work, just quickly? So the vaccines work by introducing a foreign body into your body Um, through the vaccine, through the injection. And what that does is it helps your body recognise that. So they inject, um, it's not the actual virus, but they inject something like that so your body recognises it. And so when you do catch COVID, your body goes, oh, I recognise that, I'm going to try and fight that. And sometimes it fights it and so you don't get sick at all. And sometimes it fights it and you only get very, very slightly sick. There are uh, the mRNA vaccines which are the Pfizer and the Moderna. And those ones work by providing what I would say is instructions to your body. And so your cells read these instructions and then they remember them. And so what happens is they remember how to fight the virus and then after they remember that, they can delete that mRNA. And so it doesn't stay in your body. And... Can you please clarify on any of the myths about vaccination and the vaccines? Yes, certainly. And there's still a lot of myths on Facebook and social media that people will be reading. And one of them does relate to the mRNA vaccines, so the Pfizer and the Moderna ones. Uh, People read that they might change your DNA, um, but that actually isn't true. The vaccine can't change your DNA. Um, The mRNA vaccines don't actually interact with DNA at all and the body breaks down and gets rid of the mRNA once it's given the instructions. Some other myths that are quite common are that the vaccine contains animal products but none of the vaccines actually contain animal products so anyone that's a vegetarian or a vegan can happily have the vaccines. Um, And another one of course that may be relevant to women who are thinking about having children is that the vaccine might cause infertility or miscarriage, but that's also not true. Uh, There's no evidence that the vaccine causes either of these. And I think what's really important is that um, if you are pregnant and catch COVID, there are a lot higher chance of um, issues with the pregnancy than what the vaccine will do. Could you share with us how effective the vaccines have been so far? Yeah, so the vaccines have been are very effective in reducing severe disease and people going to hospital. 
And there's been a lot of studies that have come from uh, England um, that have been looking at their their large population and how the vaccines have been doing. Um, and they've noticed that um, when it comes to reducing transmission, they're not as effective. So they're about 15% effective after the second dose uh, for six months. Um, but a booster dose actually brings this up to 65%. So that's huge. That's another 50% protection against transmission. And in terms of hospitalisation, um, after two doses, you've got 70% protection after six months, which is still quite high, but a booster dose brings this up to 90%. So you can see just how important that booster dose is in improving the vaccine effectiveness. Definitely, and it seems like it's booster, booster season at the moment, doesn't it? Yes, in fact, uh, those who are over 65 now can get what we're calling the winter dose, which means that will be their, their second booster, and that will help protect this age group who are just a little bit more vulnerable to getting very sick from COVID. It's good to know that there's um, that support there for our older members of the community as well. Um, now, with regards to mixing vaccines, is it actually safe to mix different types of vaccines? Yes. So there's been lots of evidence now since the start of the program where sometimes people had to have a different vaccine for their second one because they didn't react well to the first. And it's been very, very safe. And so there's lots and lots of studies to support that now. So if anyone's thinking about getting a different vaccine for their second or booster dose, that's absolutely fine. Just discuss it with your your doctor or pharmacist. So for our listeners that have to care for or have young children, what vaccines are suitable and for what age ranges? So for children, so there's the 5 to 11, uh, which is the Pfizer, and that's suitable for... Um, the 5 to 11-year-olds, and then there's the Moderna one, which is 6 to 11. Um, other than that, all the other vaccines that are on the market now, so that's the Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and Novavax, they're all suitable for adults, um, particularly the Pfizer and Moderna are 12+, plus, and the AstraZeneca and Novavax are 18+. Plus. So where can listeners go to get a vaccine or to get vaccinated? So at the moment, uh, GPs and pharmacies are vaccinating, and there's over 500 um, across the state now that are offering vaccinations. That's both in the city and in the country areas, as well as still the, the SA Health Clinics. So we all know about the big ones at Wayville, Norlunga and uh, Playford up at Elizabeth. There's also the one in the Myers Centre and many other small ones dotted around the community. So we often hear about side effects that people might be worried about. How can people report things like side effects or reactions after getting vaccinated? So it's quite common to get uh, side effects from any vaccination, not just the COVID one, and it's quite commonly a bit of a sore arm where they did the injection. Sometimes people feel a little bit tired and they mm. might get a slight fever and have a sore arm, uh, even a headache sometimes. And this is quite common and usually only lasts for a day or two. Um, but for anyone that's really, really worried about their side effects or if they get side effects that are a little bit worse than this, um, the best thing to do is go to your doctor and discuss mm -hmm. this with them. But there's also uh, a couple of websites. So one of them is the SA Health website, which has a vaccine uh, surveillance system. Mm -hmm. And you can go onto that and you can just enter your details into that. And you can also go to the Therapeutic Goods Association website and they have a little section as well. You just put your details in there and they'll lodge that and suggest that you follow up with a doctor. 
Thanks for that, Tim. So with the winter months now approaching, what do we need to know about um, the dreaded influenza virus? So now that we're in May, we're almost uh, in June, actually, uh, we're in the middle of winter. Um, this year, we're thinking it's going to be a little bit of a worse flu season because uh, the past two years, um, Australia has been shut to international travel and we've all been wearing masks and uh, not as many people got the flu vaccine last year because we were all getting the COVID vaccine. And so there are much less cases last year, whereas now we've opened the borders, so everyone's travelling again. And um, because people didn't get vaccinated last year for the flu or didn't catch it, we're not as immune this year as we were uh, previously. Mm -hmm. So um, we're potentially looking at a lot more cases and a lot more people getting very sick and going to hospital. So we're really encouraging people to get their flu vaccine this year. And uh, there's already a group of people that can get their flu vaccine um, and they're uh, six month to four year olds and over 65 year olds can get theirs under the national program. But as of yesterday, uh, SA Health are working with uh, doctors and pharmacists to offer everyone in South Australia free flu vaccines. So there's a strong message there to go and get vaccinated against the flu this winter. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you're a bit more concerned, you can continue to wear masks, uh, wash your hands. And, you know, if you do feel a little bit sick, go and get tested for COVID and perhaps go to your doctor and ask to get tested for the flu. Thanks for that, Tim. In our preparation for this podcast, you mentioned something called monkeypox. What is this exactly and what information would be useful to our listeners? Yes, so monkeypox, is uh, you might have seen that on Facebook or in the news recently. Um, it's not a new virus. It's been around for a long time, but it's not really been in big numbers outside of Africa where it's originated from. And so recently there's been an outbreak in Europe, um, America, Canada, and even two cases here in Australia. Uh, I think overall there's just over 200 cases across the world. Um, and the symptoms are usually things like fevers and chills and a rash that looks a little bit like chickenpox, uh, little bumps on the skin. Um, and it's often spread by uh, contact with the skin. So if someone's got the rash and they touch you, that can be transmitted. And sometimes it's things like body fluids, like your, your saliva, um, and even bed sheets, if someone's been touching bed sheets with those rashes. Um, so the important thing to know is people are generally only infectious when they are sick. So if they're not sick, they're generally not infectious. Um, but it, monkeypox this time appears to have affected many gay men and bisexual men who have sex with other men. Um, and this is most likely due to the close physical contact in these sexual activities. It's not because it's a sexually transmitted virus. So I think it's really important that, you know, anyone in the community who's returned from overseas, especially Europe or America recently, and if they have any symptoms like a rash or a fever, uh, to go see their doctor. And it's also important to know that vaccines for monkeypox do exist, uh, but at this stage, uh, they're not being given out. So for anyone that um, experiences any kind of skin irritations, it's important to just go see their doctor as soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And just to know that um, anyone can catch monkeypox. It's not just gay men or bisexual men. So heterosexual men and women, um, any, anyone can catch this virus. So it's just important that anyone that has symptoms that match a rash or a headache or a fever, go see their doctor. So in summary, Tim, today... For our podcast listeners, uh, what are the important um, 
things that we should remember with regards to um, what we've discussed today? I think the take-home message today is that COVID's still in the community and that it's really important to protect yourself. So if you have had your first two doses, that's fantastic. But I think getting that booster shot is really important to help protect yourself against getting severe disease. And I think it's also really important that we keep wearing masks where it's really busy. I know lots of people don't wear masks anymore because we don't have to, but if anyone feels that they would feel more comfortable wearing a mask, then they, they should. And if they get sick, it's really important still to get tested. Um, there's still lots of testing centres available and lots of the rapid tests available at pharmacies. And I think the other important thing is that we have got the flu at the moment as well. And so some people can catch the flu and COVID and get really sick. So it's really important to go get your flu vaccine as soon as you can, um, knowing that it is free now for everyone. Um, And again, stay home if you're sick um, and get tested. Thank you, Tim, for your time today and for speaking to our listeners. And thank you, listeners, wishing you all a wonderful day. Stay safe and well. And please do get in touch with the Peace Team if you would like support in any way through the contact details which you'll find on this website.